Welcome to The Forgettables, a podcast about podcasting. And tonight, myself and Ahmed Chima, we will be, dis- no, myself, Asad Patil, and Ahmed Chima, we will be discussing Patreon, um, a platform Ahmed's been wanting to use for a while, but I've been stopping him. And uh, we'll see what happens, you know, if we can stop him any further. This is not true. <laughs> I deny all allegations. Uh, the alternative facts. Yeah. These are fake news. <laughs> fake news. Um, so Ahmed has uh, some feelings about Patreon, and I, I share those feelings, but I'll let him share them because I wasn't, I, I didn't know what to expect of how he thought about Patreon. But when he said what he said, it was hilarious. Like I was like laughing for like a solid two, three minutes when I read it. Um, Ahmed, can you share your feelings on Patreon? Um, I don't remember them being funny, but. For me, it was the- funny the way you wrote it. Um, <laughs> this guy writes it's like begging i need my money for bread and milk or something like that it's just like yeah so so here's my here's my qualm with patreon right i think so let me let me put a disclaimer out here that um you know i i may be looking at it from a perspective that is not popular and I'm looking at it from a place of privilege. I understand that. Uh, and I, I do acknowledge that, you know, like I'm in a position where I don't need a Patreon, but I think even me discussing or having a conversation in the way that I'm having it right now kind of explains why I feel the way I feel about it. Right. Like the perception that I have of Patreon right now is that Patreon is essentially kind of like a charity, right? Like that's the perception I have. And I'm not saying that it is a charity because a lot of times you're offering rewards and there are things that you're giving to your audience. And it's not necessarily charity because you are providing some value, but the way the people message around it, the way the people talk about it, it just feels like they're asking for handouts, right? And, and so that's my problem with it, right? Like I don't want to be in a position where I'm asking people, hey, can you pay me $3 a month so I can have my meals for the next month? You know what I mean? Like that's just how it comes off as, right? Like you're, the problem is that you're using the sympathy card. You're using like, hey, like I'm, I'm a creator. We don't really make that much here. And if you want me to keep doing this, please support my Patreon. It's like, that's the that's the lens. And I'm, I know there's some people that, that don't do it like that. So like, I'm not saying that everyone is like that. Everyone feels like that. But the vast majority of people that have Patreons, that's what it comes off as. And for me, the problem is that like, if you are actually providing value to the world, right? If you are creating something of value, you need to get creative and figure out a way to monetize that into a product or a service or something where you can make money without having to ask people for money. Like, you know what I mean? Like sell something, don't ask people for money. And I'm like, you can make the argument that Patreon is, like you are giving them some service or product, but the problem is the way that even Patreon markets themselves is that you're supporting creators, right? Like people are not coming to Patreon for uh, 
those like perks that you have besides maybe like a little bit of your loyal fans, right? Like they're coming out of sense, out of a sense of like, Hey, if I give two or $3 to my favorite creator, then they can make whatever they want to make. That's, that's what's driving them. Right. And in that sense, it is, in my opinion, it is like, if someone gives to you with that, uh, intention, like for that person that that is them giving charity, right? Like what are, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, no, I completely understand. As you were talking, I was actually on the Patreon website and not on the website. I just Google search Patreon. So, you know, what they say is um, Patreon allows creators to build a more sustainable income source. Fans get access to community exclusive content and the pride of fueling work they love. Yeah, that last thing. That last that last bit is what kind of, you know, puts it over the top. They and were then, implicitly saying it before, right? Like joining yeah. community, all that stuff. You don't need to pay to, yeah. to do that a lot of times. Yeah. But then when they put that little last piece, it's like you supporting this is that them having a livelihood. Yeah. That's what it comes off as. And at the end of the day, like a lot of people, like it's it's good for the people that want to do that. But at the same time, like as a creator, as someone that is creating something, like, I don't know, man. Like I... I I just have, I don't know what you call this feeling, but like, you don't want to be in that position. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to be in a position where you're asking people to support um, your own cause. Okay. So, that, so that's going to your food. And there, drink, you know what I mean? <laughs> Their profile on Wikipedia says, Patreon is an American membership platform that provides business tools for content creators to run a subscription service. Okay. First sentence. Great. Now next one, it helps creators and artists earn a monthly income by providing rewards and perks to their subscribers that it helps creators and artists earn a monthly income. <laughs> goes back yeah, to exactly. Goes right. Back like <laughs> it was like, they're not making any income without need, it. Right? I need your help so I can buy my breakfast next month. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, content creation is how can I put it nicely? It's like a it's a tough job with no rewards. No, no, right? like, I understand that. It's a thankless um, job. But content creation is a is a first world problem essentially. You know, content creation is a first world That's need. You know, it's not we we can can we live without YouTube the way we live right now? Probably not. But can we live without YouTube? Realistically speaking? Yeah. Can yeah. we live without podcast? Probably. Yeah. But, and to ahead. that point, like you can make a living, like you don't have to quit everything <laughs> to work on that. You, you can work on your YouTube. Sure. Like it'll be a little <laughs> bit slower, but you can work on it in your free time until it builds up enough revenue or you think of a model that actually you can give some kind of service, you write a book or something like you're actually making some transaction. Yeah. Right. Like I think one of the reasons why people are so turned off by like a lot of these uh, online businesses, online uh, courses, especially is that like, you're not making it like you're not getting anything physically. You're not feeling anything. Yeah. And, and the yeah. argument is like, you know, oh, you're getting this like, uh, information. I was like, dude, information is everywhere. Information is on YouTube for free, yeah. right? Like information is on Google for free. Like, like at the end of the day, I believe yeah. that if you want to make a subscription service, you should, right? 
Don't use Patreon. Create some product that is a subscription product, even if it's virtual, like a, a newsletter. I think that's a, that's a good one where like you're putting in work and every week you do... Shout out to the weekly rundown. Yeah, sh- shout out. Thanks. Uh, Theweeklyrundown.us, if you're interested. That is uh, one of the newsletters that I'm a part of. Yeah, yeah uh, they, the have, forgettables... they have news from all around the world. So, you know, don't worry. It's not just US-based. Yeah, the, the Forgettables will have a newsletter at some point as well. If you're interested in writing, please let us know. Uh, but th- th- that's the thing. Like a newsletter is something where there is value there, right? Like, and even like these information products, you can say there is value there, right? Like even like, I, I think the problem really is the messaging more than like what you're actually giving and taking. It's more about, hey, support me. And I think you gave an yeah. example of one of the people you follow where they were saying, uh, what, what were they saying? You were saying that uh, at the end of the video, they have a little clip that says, hey, let this good work keep going. Oh, my God. That one. Um, oh, what's it called? In Urdu, mujhe support kare taake main nek kam jari rakh saku. And the guy, the, the guy is a complete dolt. And he he actually has he actually has a degree. He has a degree in IT. He's a he's a he's a Muslim atheist, ex-Muslim atheist, as he calls himself. He's a complete idiot. He has no knowledge of anything. You know, just put it out there. If he comes after the podcast, it's fine. It's nothing I can't take him on over. Um, but what's it called? Um, but the guy doesn't have a job. He lives in Australia. I feel like he lives off of welfare. And this is all he does is make YouTube videos and slam Islam, hoping he gets paid and, you know, gets paid appearances. He actually went to a library to give a speech, but he wouldn't show the crowd who he was talking to because there was probably like five people there and three cats. Um, so so the guy, he, he has like 60,000 YouTube subscribers. Um, and, and honestly speaking, the Islamophobia industry is a huge industry. There's a lot of money out there. So, you know, he's getting paid by somebody or someone. But to make supplementary income for his breakfast, I suppose he does do that. And he cries about it. And he's like, you know, please support me on Patreon. And he has the YouTube uh, super fans thing. And I usually, if I see his live streams, he's going to get too much money. So he's consistently begging for money on Patreon that, you know, please support me on Patreon. And the thing about it is with him on Patreon, from what I understand is he doesn't offer any premium content on there. If you look at another guy, um, there's a guy, his name, you know, this is your choice if you want to listen to or not. I'm not going to say anything. But there's a mufti in England. Um, he's a little bit more liberal, more modern. He has a Patreon. But from what I understand is if you join his Patreon, he gives you more in-depth content. You can interact with them a little bit more. And, you know, you are getting a little bit something better or more than what everybody else is getting. So if you're getting something like that, well, okay, maybe you can justify giving $5. Now, he did have... On his Patreon, um, I'm going to let Ahmed speak. Uh, what's it called? While I find it, uh, what's it called? <laughs> because uh, this was this was funny. Uh, hold up a second. I, I found it. Give me a second. So on his Patreon, became become a patron. Okay. Let's see here. What are his uh, giving levels? Okay. Uh 500 okay so it's 650 a month 1250 a month 3190 a month 6350 a month 12690 a month um and 500 a month he's like are you for your a real yard no way if you're this local to follow me 
um, to the final frontier, I'm going to have to come meet you personally. Um, I'll fly out there. Or either you can fly out to me. <laughs> oh, well. If you're, if you're crazy enough to pay him $500, he's going to come see you. So what's it called? Uh, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's a Patreon to a certain extent. A lot of times when you hear these guys, they, they are acting like they are begging. Um, unfortunately, Patreon, I don't think it's supposed to be a platform like that. It's supposed to be where you can offer um, maybe higher quality content, more in-depth content. To put it nicely, it's supposed to be a... Only fans for content creators. Um, but uh, if you know the kind of begging they're doing anyway, they might as well jump over to OnlyFans. Yeah, I think most the, the like I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with a creator trying to make money or like anyone trying to make money. But I do think you have to be careful about how you go about doing that, right? Like, I mean, I'll give you an example. Like Colin and Samir, I don't think these guys these guys were at the point where they're about to close up shop and they didn't create a Patreon. Now, I don't know why, like they could have, and I'm sure they would have had enough fans to actually support what they were doing. I mean, now things are good. They're, you know, they have, I think 10 staff members, but the reason I brought them up is like to number one, like I think they kind of have a similar feeling and that's probably why they didn't go with that patreon route like they definitely had i think they had a hundred thousand subscribers at the time they were going to close up shop because they weren't making enough money through the youtube um and so it's not necessarily like i think i mean i'm speaking based on my perception but i think they had the same kind of feeling now what i wanted to bring up and the reason why i brought them up is because they did an interview with jeff wittick do you know who that is i do not know who that is so Jeff Wittick is one of these guys that was in, I think he was in David Dobrik's squad. He's one of like those squad members. And essentially here's what happened. And this guy used Patreon very, very like, he, he actually used it like a business, right? And so here's what he did. He had a video that he posted on his channel on YouTube. And what happened is that YouTube censored it because at the end, like he had like a crane going into his eye and it was like a, a graphic scene, right? So what he did is he used that. He's like, okay, YouTube is going to censor all my stuff. Uh, and instead of creating like a platform or uh, trying to go somewhere else, he just went to Patreon. He's like, listen, if you guys want the uncensored version, go over to the Patreon, right? And so then they, people had to pay 10 bucks uh, or whatever, so that they can watch the the videos. And then he did a whole series explaining the whole story of how he ended up getting that uh, injury and kind of what he learned and like all that stuff. And he did it exclusively on Patreon, right? So now he's offering an actual service like or actual product on Patreon. And they're going, to, people are going to Patreon to watch something. It's like Netflix or Hulu at that point. You know what I mean? Like it's the same exact business model. And so I think Khan and Samir did an analysis where they saw that when he launched this, he gained like uh, like a couple, I think maybe it was like a hundred thousand. Let's just, I don't remember the number. Let's just say it was a hundred thousand people paid $10 to watch that series. And then what happened is after the series is done, a lot of those people stopped, you know, they're not subscribed anymore, which is, exactly the point right like you're there for the content like when i go to netflix if i sign up for netflix because i want to watch a certain series as soon as i'm done with the series i'll stop 
You know what I mean? Like that you're going there for the, you're going there for the content because of the value that the content provides. And once the value is up, you're like, okay, let me cancel. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's a really good example of how you can use Patreon in a way that gives your audience something that is different. And then you can also use the business model to take the money for yourself instead of just giving half of it to YouTube or whatever it is, 30% to YouTube. And then, you know, just based on your ad rates and stuff like that, like that is such a genius model. Like you get paid for every single view, not just, you know, ad revenue here and there. And so I think that is a model where it works, it works well. And really what I have the problem with is not Patreon itself, but it's how creators a lot of times will pitch their Patreon yeah, as, as some way to support them, which is like, yeah, you are supporting them and you are doing that. Like, but at the same time, like for the user, you're like, you're asking for charity. If, if you're tying you're, if you're tapping into that sentiment, you're asking for charity. Whereas if you're creating some valuable content where the, audience will enjoy it, right? That's a different mentality people are going into it. They're going into it because they want to experience the content. They want to watch a video. They want to get something that they can't get somewhere else, right? They have There's a product or a service that they're getting, right? There's yeah. a video they're watching that they can't see somewhere else. And when you do that, I think that model is perfectly fine in my books, at least. And this is, these are just my personal rules. It's not like this is a you don't have to listen to these. This is just my opinion, right? Like I just feel this way and that's why I'm opposed to it. Um, I don't think that uh, if you want to be someone that is seen as, as an authority, I don't think it is befitting to be asking for charity. That's just my opinion. I mean, you're, you're right because if you're charging a premium, you should be giving premium content. It's like if you went to Netflix and they were giving the same thing as you see on YouTube for free. <clears throat> You'd be like, why the heck am I paying to watch the same stuff I can get for free? Now, if you have somebody who's, you know, you're, who's, who's an expert and they're offering you their expertise on Patreon and they're like, look, I can give you this class and we can teach you maybe woodworking. And uh, you join, but you have to join my Patreon. On YouTube, I'm just going to give the basics. On Patreon, I'm going to teach you. And if you have questions, you can send them to me and I will reply to you within one hour. And he's giving you the premium. And if you message him on YouTube, he may email you back after like three months. Now you're paying for his attention, his service, and that one-on-one interaction, if you can call it that, (coughs) and the premium content. Now, if you have somebody who's ending is to support my, you know, pious efforts, as we will say it, um, please support me on Patreon or send me money on PayPal, which this guy has it on the top. It has his Patreon and on the bottom. It has his PayPal that, you know, ba- basically you're asking for a handout to continue your efforts and content creation. Like I said, is a first world problem. You, you know, if you get paid by YouTube content creators program and you're doing that good, great for you that's awesome but if you're not there's no reason to cry over it i remember there was a yahoo questions question one person asked one time and it was like how can i get youtube to come uh record me and uh you know they didn't have the slightest idea of how youtube works and the thing about it is youtube is a 
is a is a want. I understand for a lot of people now it's a need because of the way we've created the world. But you know, one of the problems we're having right now all over the world, especially in the United States, is people don't want to work. Some of it has to do with COVID, but a lot of it is people just they don't want to work because they've been sitting at home a lot and they've been watching all these people on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, stuff like that, you know, become famous and start earning money and get sponsorships because they do something either silly, goofy or something, you know, worthwhile. They're like, well, how come I can't do it? Because it's not that easy. There's that's why there's only one Khabi Lame. That's why. Hey, my boy. Yeah, Khabi Lame. That's why there's only one party girl. You know, everybody. I have no idea who that is. Uh, the Pakistani girl who, you know, became famous for saying, um, so what's it called? Um, she, she was already, she was already a very small Instagram influencer. She only had 30,000 followers on Instagram. So she goes to the northern areas of Pakistan with her friends and she says, What is this? Uh, yeah, no. And she said this and the video went viral and she went from 30,000 followers to 1.3 million followers in the matter of like a month or something like that. <coughs> and, and this goes back to what we spoke about the other day. Well, the emu guy, you know, with the video and he got famous. Um, she made the right move at the right time. And now she's the brand ambassador for a cricket team, uh, a league cricket team. She's got makeup deals. She had them before, but she was a very small influencer. Now she has like major deals. She's spokesperson for like um, easy Pesa or something like that, like a money transfer cell phone service in Pakistan. And, you know, phone or whatever the companies in Pakistan cell phone services, tum they're giving her sponsorships. What is that? So, tum bhi tum bhi Basically, she's she's set now. And she comes from a rich family. Her father's, like, in the military. So she's not even poor dude, from the get-go. But now she's doing even better. Whereas some of her, you know, back in the day, maybe, you know, her post when she had 30,000 followers would get, like, 1,000 likes. Now she's getting, like, you know, 100,000 likes. And, you know before maybe she was getting 10 marriage proposals from guys now she's getting you know 100 marriage proposals per day you know i want to marry you you're beautiful whatever you know the pakistani way of doing things um so so it's it's enhanced her profile by making one goofy video but it goes back to the fact that what do you do with that fame and is that fame necessary and you know it goes back to the whole patreon thing are you offering premium content if you are and you're like, look, you can join my Patreon. You can get this. Um, it's a premium thing. That's understandable. I think I'd be okay with that. But for people to use Patreon as a begging tool where they're not really offering anything because they know that there's a small, very small percentile of people who actually join their Patreon because they're not even offering anything special on their YouTube channel. It's just, you know, mild entertainment. Essentially, it comes down to begging, you know that you know unfortunately and and you know we're all for content creation we're all for supporting people who create content but be honest with yourself and be honest with your listeners your viewers your watchers whatever you want to call them and if they want to support you it's fine you can you can have your patreon your paypal your amazon links whatever on your videos audios whatever but it shouldn't come to the end where please support me on patreon 
And that's it. You have to give people something for the money they're giving you, in my opinion. And I think that's it for me. Anything else from you or that's it? No, I agree. Okay, that's fine. Thank you for listening. Uh, Join us again next time.